Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to loaf. You know what they say about playing the game? You can't hear it today. I said now. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. Coming at you back on our normal day, Monday evening. As always, calling Jack from our Hong Kong, no, Melbourne office. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good. I mean, uh, Monday nights, you say it's our normal time, but geez, we've probably recorded more on Tuesday nights uh, rather than Monday nights. One thing I've noticed about Monday nights, you don't have teamless Tuesday to pour over, so mm. perhaps our listeners lose a bit of a dimension. I think, though, that the punters, they want it on a... I think, look, in a perfect scenario, we record on Sunday night. And it's all processed and done. Like like last year, we did that a lot. And then the punters wake up on a Monday morning and they've got the show in their eardrums. But um, yeah. I think that if we're doing Tuesday night and they're getting it Wednesday, they're moving ahead. They're looking forward. So a lot of the topics are almost too far. They've already uh, too far from reach. They've already read about it in the Daily Telegraph. But how was your uh, league weekend, mate? Any? Um, oh, I mean, lots happened, didn't it? Shitloads. Yeah. Yeah, lots happened. I mean, we, we talk about the pub game a lot on, um, on on legal counsel, but I mean, that was a great example of how a pub game can ruin your weekend. Um, as a lot of people would know, Rehari and I are both Warriors supporters. My wife actually went out for dinner on that night, so I was looking after two screaming kids while trying to come downstairs, look at the TV, go back up. It was a debacle. Um, and then we lost, like I thought we were going to win, and it, everything would have been sweet. I would have been happy, but I was just angry, and that and that go, 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 that rubs off on the kids, you know. Um, it, it it rubs off on the family. I it does. Yeah. I came home trying to make it home from work. I was in two minds. Exactly what we described last week. I was like, got to that time, kind of six ten past six. I was like, oh, should I watch it at the pub at work? Decided to get home and watch it. Got stuck in a bit of traffic. Was just getting into my triple M. Dan Ganeim was getting me. We were in twelve nil up in the car. Brilliant. Oh. Got home. Started to the sharks got the grind on. Um, real, they do real arm well, wrestle of a game, and it was just back and forth. You know, fourteen all. I'm not going to just pollute this podcast with um, you know hard done by stories. I'm going to say it once. The refs were horrific before the Ford passed. But Johnson got that field goal, and I just was just quietly celebrating, knowing that the game wasn't over. And when Isaac Luke got that supposed try, I was doing that thing we know when you're screaming, but you're not making any noise because you, <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah. trying to keep it together. Mum's yeah, yeah. just sort of pottering around in the kitchen, doing something yeah. with food. And then, you know, I'm texting on the WhatsApp group. I'm doing everything that we talked about not doing. I'm on the WhatsApp group, so I'm <laughs> saying everyone I love them. And then... Oh fuck! Okay, cool. We can keep this together. Keep this together, and then what? How, how did we pass. hand the ball over? Was it a short kick off? Yes, we lost a short kick off. No, no, no. They got the penalty for Isaac Luke. They went up the oh, field. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then um, basically had a shot to win it, charge down, and then Mannering should take a bit of flack for just losing does, the ball on the he ground. Has, he has to take. And he's that. doing more and more things that are reminiscent yep. of a guy that's. Probably time to oh. give it away, and I think he should yeah. retire after the 300 games and hopefully some finals football. I think he should give it away for next year, um, go out on a bit of a high, and then that forward pass to go like that. That was as angry as I've been in rugby league in a long, long time, and I'm sort of supposed to watch a sort of a movie and have some dinner. And Mumsy's going, "You, you need to snap out of this. You, you, you're ruining the night." And she's saying, "Are you going to snap at us?" I said, "No, I can't. I can't pretend to be happy. I'm not." And I'm not going to be in a good way for at least 12 hours. It ruined me next morning. I was still did you, thinking did about Did you even game. watch any league? I for the rest of the week, did it really put you off? No, I, I, I walked away from Saturday games. Oh. I just get, I was just so fucked. Because it was one of those just shockers. It was a shocker. Yeah, I know. I mean, what fucked me off the most about it was, yes, the pass was forward. Um, do we just... Do we just take the rule out of the game of forward pass and if you tried to pass it forward if you overrun it a little bit then that's okay because that's basically where it's at and the touchy was not looking at the pass he was looking at the foot oh. but at the end of the day who gives a fuck about the foot the bunker can tell you if it goes out there's one it's just thing bad, the touchies need to do bad touchy education it's not good enough there's, there's, there's only one thing the touchies need to do, isn't it? And that's forward passes. Because everything else is video ref. At the 10-metre line. But but I think at touchy, 
you do a deal. So one of the guys has to look after the forward pass. So you stand at the basically where the play the ball is and keep up mm. with that. Mm. And then the other guy is at the 10 meter line. And then you, or you, you just take whatever team. So one guy does the play the ball for the t- and the forward pass for one of the teams, and then so the ten meter one for the other. Why don't no, they have no, two touch? Why don't they have? Is that what you're saying? Have two touch judges on each side? No, 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 no. You don't. Have, mate, I've I've, I've league before. You get your touches together. They have to do a deal. They say you've got warriors, which means you have to look for the warriors forward pass and make sure the warriors get back to ten, and then the other touching on the other side does the other thing so you always have your theoretically your touches always staggered but what about and i i that's sound that makes a lot of sense what about having two touch judges on each yep. sideline one's on the ball like what you just said then looking for your forward passes he's following the ball the other one is really just looking for the kicks and the corner post uh it's not getting in the so way on, of yeah anyone. okay <laughs> it's just a waste of a person, like Mate, these please. guys. With with all the now, nah, but with all the you know, trying to bring on a person these days, it costs a lot of money. Why don't we just have like a cheap camera from JB Hi-Fi that runs with the ball horizontally and just electronically, bing, because it's got a sensor in the ball and it can see if it's propelled forward. Well, I listened to Billy Harrigan say that. It has. He said he back in 2010 when he became the referee boss, he partitioned Graham Annesley and um, David Gallup to make sure that the bunker or the TMO can um, call on forward passes, and they turned really? it down because he said he did it based on a 2010 game when Manly were playing Para at Para Stadium, and Manly were up 24 nil, and Para came back and won on the back of. He said it was. Not as bad as that Warriors one, but it's pretty fucking bad, and they ended up winning the game. And he said, "This is just can't happen again." And Annesley and David Gallup turned him away, and said, "No, we don't want extra decision making." But I mean, put, put yourself it, put in, in the situation, right? If Henry Parrott Parmigiana is in the box, right, and he's not looking for the full pass, but it's just like anything, like you know, they can spot something. So why can't you spot a full pass and go, "Hang on a minute, actually, yeah, Edric Lee's good in the corner, but that pass is forward. I'm going to overrule it." Shouldn't they just be given that extra little bit of just, if they see something, call it? I, I think you're playing a dangerous game. I mean, why why do you not have... What, what? Give me one decent reason, and if any of our listeners, our great listeners out there, know why a forward pass can't be ruled by the um, bunker, please tell me. And I mean, at the end of the day, they could. the argument could be you don't have the right camera angles and stuff, because you know like how cricket... They always have a square leg um, uh, yeah. camera now. Yeah. But I think you still say it's still benefited out. So if the ref says it's a try and you don't really know if it's forward or not, but there's ones that you know are forward. You do it by the – and I've always said, why don't we have a line? You know how we have a 10-metre, 20-metre, 30-metre, 40-metre line? Yeah. Why don't we do every five metres or go every one metre? And then you can see where the ball's released. I mean, at the end of the day, the touch judge was right there. And he Weakly. should have ruled it, and he just fucked up. And no he, one knows this bloke's name, the nameless guy. Mate, because you know why? Someone someone will attack him. And so and they should. He should be that. fucking banished to whatever the level below New South Wales Cup is. And you're should be never grub, heard from again. You're a big Grub fan, aren't you, Josh Reynolds? Yeah, I do like Grub. He, um, there was a try or something happened. There was a knock-on against the Tigers that are female touchy actually mm. called um against uh the tigers and it was i think he did knock it on it was a bit tough call because he wasn't really actually playing it sort of head into his arm i don't know if you mm. saw the bit but then he went he, he had a go at the female touch judge and i thought that was good like that's not discriminating is, I mean, is he it's not discriminating he actually had a he, i think you could sort of see he you could the poor guy you could see in the back of his eyes you sort of think oh this is a female i can't go too hard but he did give it to her because if you just if you just turned away and said, "Oh no, that's fair. I can't have a go," that is sexism, isn't it? Yeah. Well, apparently, I was talking to someone um, midweek, um, and he was saying that he got riffed by a chick once, and she was saying that everyone, don't worry about it. Just call me sir because everyone's used to calling referees sir. And she goes, "Don't worry, you can just call me sir as long as you're unpolite." Because everyone's like so used to saying sir, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I just don't like refs <laughs> calling players by their first names. You should call them by their jersey number, and that's it. You're not their mate. It fucking pisses oh. me off. It was who'd the Storm play? The Storm played the Roosters at Adelaide, and I just saw a just in the just you know it's oh, eight. I know what you're talking about. And there's a there's ground. The ball's on the ground. You know, fifty fifty calls and sort of wet football, and then Smith sort of starts walking in, and all of a sudden the ref turns and gives him full attention. I'm like, the Storm got this because they've got the ref. They he just plays the game. Did you see the same thing with um? So Sharon Woods played a horrible play the ball and got done, rightfully so. Warriors marched down and Paul Gallon basically took two minutes having a crack at the ref. Two minutes later, yeah. a Warriors guy yeah. gets up, marginal, play the ball, yeah. Um, yeah. but still legit, and then he penalises them. Again, another match turn about Gallon, just like what you said, he just worked him, worked him, worked him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, which is a skill, isn't it? There's certain captains, I think we've touched on this last year, that the referees just basically almost turn away. You know, you can just yep, see Chechen yep. turning. I remember when um, Mannering was the captain. Chechen and those guys, they used to just turn him away. They, he just didn't have that respect level. <laughs> when he just back, showed the back to him. Yeah, and then uh, you know, Cameron Smith just, he, he basically is telling the referees what to do. Speaking, speaking of which, big, you know, social media is pointing out as it happened on all the forums I was on. Cameron Smith, you saw it with Kronk. Kronk yep. is hugging everyone, big cuddles, walks up to Smith, barely shakes his hand, walks away. Something deep is wrong with that relationship, don't you think? Uh, yeah, there, there is, and I've got some rumours. You do, you got the, you got the story, don't you? Oh, well, you can a, say a segue to myself, but um, <laughs> how I understand The old segue it, to yourself, only legal counsel can do it. How I understood it, and this has been... Two sources, one good rugby league source, knows number of players. The other one connected to a player agent who is always on the money. The story as I understand it, Cameron Smith and Yvonne Sampson had a long-standing affair. We've touched on this a number of times, legal counsel. Cameron Smith's missus gives him an ultimatum, makes him... Is it pre or post tax shop arms? Oh, Vonnie wasn't bad back in the day. I saw a photo of her in a bikini in a pool once in Bali, and it was not bad. Horse-based for a long time, like equestrian-based, and then yeah. and then it just sort of blew out. And she, I think it was you or was it McDonough that told me she goes out with a policeman or a fireman. I'm not sure, but he must be one of those guys that always cooks and then just cooks good, big, hearty meals. So she's always trying to keep up with him. You know big blokes that cook for their missuses, and they just got no well, choice. Well, I'd say a fireman then. Yeah. Now, I've also seen her, she's in Crow's Nest as well, around uh, northern Sydney. She's always eating Chinese, so she's loading up on the sweet and sour. Really? But that's not the point. Vonnie's got Well, not like one of those Bay Marie Chineses where you like, nah, get to fill more up along, your own place. more along the lines of... Sit down order base. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Dim tickets in the, and the wait, waiters who are dressed in old school, you know, black vest with a white shirt. And just oh, you're talking, Lee's, are you talking Lee's Fortuna or Matthew's Peacock? Uh, Peacock Gardens. Oh, yeah, quite. You know, he's a bookie, that bloke that runs the joint. Really? Yeah, tell, yeah, the guy told me on a forum the other day. Lots of Channel 9 executives eat there. Anyway, so Vonnie and Smith affair, widely known. I actually got texted that originally when I was at a concert, at the War on Drugs concert, back in, just before the season started. And I was like, I don't like to be, I don't like to be a full attention at the concert, but I was in the middle, just in shock, when I just got a, te- I got a, <laughs> I got a bomb dropped on me. Just saying that Vonnie and um, Cameron Smith's been opened up. So he quits Origin. She gives him a bit of an ultimatum. But Tara Rushton, who's with who Kronk, gives who the ultimatum? Um, Cameron Smith's wife says, You better, I know about the affair. You need to quit what is Origin. Because it well, keeps him in Melbourne for long. It's just part of the story that he had to make a sacrifice. Because why else did he um, retire from Origin, really? He's not that kind of guy, is he? Well, he can, or maybe he's, he is that type of guy that knows when the shit's going to hit the fan. Okay. Well, that's not the crux of the story. The crux is, anyway, Tara Rushton, who's marrying Cooper Cronk, got married to Cooper Cronk last year. Vonnie was the maid of honour. Now, this was just around when the affair was kicking off. And something, obviously, either... So it was they, post-touch job arms in. They, yeah. So they yeah. ended it, or it was right in the middle, because Vonnie had a partner as well. So it was fucking messy. Yep. Tara Rushton going to um, Cameron Smith... He's not, uh, sorry, Cooper Cronk. Smith isn't coming to the wedding. 
because it had all blown up in the face. So Cooper Cronk being the kind of guy that you can imagine would have taken his mumsy's side, where most guys would have gone, no, he's one of my best mates, he's not coming. He said, Cameron, you're not coming. Then the big fallout. Um, exhibit yeah, Dane Young. And Dane Young, I got a, uh interview uh, uh, ahead of him, which was... Because Young, I hadn't been playing too much Queensland, so that was a bit controversial. Mm. And there you go. That is that is apparently the story, which checks out pretty well in my book. Uh, look, I have heard... Well, you've probably told me, actually. But um, the other thing is, I've heard it that, but why isn't it coming out? Because he's a protected species. Yeah, and I mean, it's both the same. the media and the other NRL players know that Cameron Smith's being part of Australia, Queensland, all the other teams. Once he falls, everyone goes down. Weedler, Paul Kent, a lot of them. So they can't they can't bring the story out either. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the secret society. Them. It's not a secret society, but it's you, you said a protected species. It's like the example last week that we gave with Justin Langer's daughter. They've got a high-level security firm. They're on the net. They're scouring it. SCOCM, they're not letting anything go out there. You cannot find that video of Justin Langer's daughter, but um, lots of lots of listeners have been contacting me asking for that video midweek. So, um, yeah, but nobody's, no, nobody's giving me 2G1C yet. Yeah, interesting enough, there's quite a few uh, people out there that haven't seen 2G1C, including yourself. Uh, I, was, I was shocked. Exactly. Yeah, well, there's quite a lot of people that haven't seen the Justin Langer video either, which I was shocked about that you had to share and spread over the airwaves. <laughs> Morally, that's wrong. I, I talked about it, but I haven't sent it or anything. Yeah, no, I haven't. Get out of it. Okay. Um, you wanted to talk about something that um, was very interesting, and it comes from guys like the exhibits that you've given uh, Cooper Cronk and Daddy Cherry Evans around their level of intellectual standing in the game or how they talk or perceive themselves and how that rubs up leagueies around the wrong way? Well, I think who are the who always wins the Ken... Is it the Ken Sutcliffe Award or whatever? Ken like the, the, Stevens. The Ken Stevens Award where you're like the personality of rugby league. Well, Cooper no, that's, Cronk... that's not the Coop personality rep. That's the, that's the charity. Okay, well, who, there's, a, there's a personality of league. Like, Mad Butch wins it every year in the New Zealand League Award, but <laughs> there's one in Aussie where it's like the player's choice. Yeah. Cooper Kronkowski and DC will never win the player's choice. No. You have to be, and you have to be like, I'll tell you who won it like six years in a row, Pine Marsh. Mm. And it just shows what the pure attraction of our game is for the most... I don't know, the, the, the stereotypical rugby league fan lives mm. in where Lidcom and he's about five foot ten, uh-huh. drives Toyota Hilux mm-hmm. and isn't really interested in any sort of fine arts or fine dining. Mm-hmm. They are never gonna respect DCE. They think he's an upstart. They're actually they're a bit con- confused by the words he uses and they have a natural um uh, predilection to not uh, trust anybody like that. Same with Cooper Kronkowski. Um, Why is it Kronkowski? Because, oh, you know, it's like Braithen Esther. You know, Braithen is Braithen Esther Sarkis. He actually um, shortened it so he wouldn't get um, racially vilified at school. Same with Kronk. It was actually Kronkowski. He's really? a Armenian immigrant family. Yeah, That's yeah. absolute rubbish. You have full of shit. Kronkowski. Well, Cooper Gronkowski. I like it because it's similar to Gronkowski. Um, <laughs> the pat, Pat's tight end. But you reckon Cooper Cronk, and he's got a rugby union background, so he could probably never truly galvanise. So like a, St. Laurie's in Brisbane isn't a top class like GPS school, but it's one below sort of, I don't know, it might cost you $5,000 a year, Catholic-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then, but then you get the blocker roaches, which oh. I... I hate it, but I've said it before. He's the one guy that gives you a props perspective. I mean, the brand is pretty smart, and then you get. Oh, I mean, Matt Nagel's the other end of it. He was shocking, but Who? he's got knocked around the much. So Matt Nagel, Nagel, you call him Nagel. What's wrong with you? It's Nagel, it's isn't Nabel, it? Nagel, B L E. Okay, this cunt, Matt Nagel. Don't called, say that called word on Slade Griffin, Jaden Braley for half an hour. And there's there's talk on Twitter, and I, I was not watching the game because I was still in my morning period, that Fox Sports actually muted him for a period of time. That I've never seen what? Twitter 
react so anti a commentator as Matt Nabel. He is, and he had him, I think they had Baderis, Anasta, Nabel, and maybe Blocker. Oh no, Blocker was the next day. He's in the, Nabel, it was a, he's the lead too, like... But you can imagine a brain like Terry Hill or something missing names like that, but he's the lead caller. He, he sounds so not like a commentator. He, I mean, there's some there's some pretty decent commentators in rugby league, which I'm going to get to in a bit. But who the fuck, right, at Fox Sports, right? So let's just say... Start well, he's made year, Steve Crawley and Matty Johns. You walk into... Right, I walk into a, a production meeting, and they go, right, guys, we think we need another caller for the year. And um, a guy goes, oh, I've got this mate who I heard on, um, you know, win, uh, the Win Network refer- uh, calling some LRO no, games. He, Matt, he, I'll give him a call and see. And whoever listened to him and listened to his audition and decided that he was good enough to come on Fox Sports should be fucking shot. He's in the performing arts game. That's where they've got him from. They've got him from Broadway or what? Sydney's version of Broadway. Yeah, he's an actor. No, he's not. He is. No, he's not, mate. No, You're hang on, mate. Up. You have to get a bit more clued up if you want to ha- uh, host a rugby league podcast. He is a actor. You... That's where he's got it from. Really? Do you know how he got a job on Fox Sports? How? Fox League? He's best mates with Matty Johns. Where did he become best mates with him? I don't know. On the final winter, on st- on set. You I'm just, just looking looking at his Wikipedia page now. Really? Matthew Nabel is an Australian film and television actor. Wow. He actually looks like Dan, Daniel Shaw, he made is, of it. He's exactly a like. But it made me think, right, about six or seven years ago, no, no, I'm going to try longer, 12, 13 years ago, early, early noughties, yeah. when Fox really started taking games off Channel 9. I mean, we, you only really used to get a lot of Channel 9 back in the day. And they had a stable of callers, you know, was being the number one. They had Matt Russell, who's always done a decent game. Decent game. Mark Braybrook, who I think he's been, yep. he's been pushed out now, used to always yeah, do the yeah. Sunday afternoon Raiders games with Gary Belcher. But Andy Raymond was a caller. Andy Raymond was a fucking great caller. What great. happened to him? Why is he now just resigned to... Um, Thursday night on the sideline, or he does fuck all now, Andy. Well, he does a lot of like boxing at some weird ass South Brisbane like working men's club. Yeah, he does. He, he does. I mean, he's fucked someone off. I know that. Braybrook has just been pushed out for not for being too boring, not having a personality. And I mean, they throw Graham Hughes back for retro round. Graham Hughes could come in and replace Matt Nagel in a heartbeat. Oh no doubt, no doubt at all. So who's making these calls? Because they've had some. They, they haven't. This whole Fox League thing. They've got it fucking wrong with the personalities that they've got, haven't they? No one really seems to yeah. enjoy. Like I actually think that there's almost going to be a semi revolt back to Channel Nine now because Channel Nine have got better, better. Voices. I'm actually, I'm actually standing. For, well, the other thing is, and I said this on uh, Twitter at legal and slash cancel, that if we're paying for a Fox Sports subscription, the least they can do is send the bloody commentators to the game. Yeah. On, on both Friday night, the pub game, they had Luke Lewis and whoever was commentating with them. Fucking Luke of, Lewis, did you listen to that cunt? That's ridiculous. He was doing it from a a, a studio in uh, Willoughby, or wherever they have Fox Sports Studios. St. Leonard's. And then there was um on the game on Sunday afternoon, it was Warren Smith. Again, from Sydney. All they're doing is commentating what we can see. Isn't the whole point of a commentator like getting the feel of the crowd? They can see the crowd's going to get them up. Um, there's little things it's they the can weather. see things on the sideline. It's side also, it's, it's, it's the, geez, you know, the sideline commentator shivering and like getting pelted on and just hearing the, the hearing the rugby league come out of the fucking crowd. Exactly. It's And that's, I think, as, a, as subscribers, we've got to put a foot down. I mean, at the end of the day, it's an opportunity for us, Rehurry, we could just, you know, that guy, that big fat prick, did um alternative rah rah commentary. Oh, we could yeah. just do that. But the key is because I as just as I said, I'm what listening to a lot of my league now muted with um listening to reggae music or something. Yeah. But what I want is I also want to get the crowd noises through that is sort of sifting in with my reggae music. I can't do that. You used to be able to do that on Sky Sports New Zealand. You could just cut off the commentator, but they'd still leave like the um, sound effects coming through. Or another way to do is is the radio is. Very good. 
Well, someone needs to develop app so the radio syncs with your TV. Or oh, you can... I think you can do that, but it depends on what sport it is. I don't know if it's just for your garden variety NRL. Um, I did take your advice, though. I muted the league commentary. What game was it? Tigers-Titans, yep. right? That's what I was over my morning period then. And just the picture of Leichhardt was brilliant. But I heard Blocker's voice, and I said, I fucking can't stand him. Oh, I love Blocker. No, you don't, mate. So I do. I, no, you don't. I muted it. And shit, it makes you concentrate on the game. You're not distracted by the just the pathetic voices and just dribble that you get. And you really do take the game and you soak it in. And you, you pick up stuff that you wouldn't normally pick up. What's it like well, listening to reggae? Well, it just sort of... Reggae is a funny um, uh, music, whereas... It, the beat can sort of groove in with any act, and it does it with league very well. Like um, the rhythm of a set of six, mm. the uh, the ten meter line might getting shorter or or smaller, and you can sort of pick that up with the music. Um, and that's where a lot of um, those ragga uh, Rastafarians they saw that when they uh, believed Haley Gabriel Selassie or H- Haley Selassie was their second coming. They could see a guy that could watch league on another level and when he went to Jamaica in 1967 he's from you know Ethiopia Rast- though wasn't he the, um, how yeah, he was the last um, he was the last emperor of Ethiopia mm. and he was all the rest of phones believed he was the um, second Jar. coming of Jesus Jar yeah. or that's God isn't it in uh, yeah. Rastafari yeah. and when he, he actually came in 1967 and he, they, he couldn't even get off the plane because it was just the mob day Yep, and then he actually gave them a bit of land in the middle of Ethiopia where some uh, Western some Indians could come. In. Um, yeah, quite interesting. But why, but why initially? And I have I did know this a while ago when I went to Jamaica. I remember we were talking about it then. Why did he? Why did they find him so influential in the first place? Because oh, it's not it's, like he was a, like an ancient figure. He was a current figure at the time. He was. So I think it comes down to they, uh, the Jamaicans or the Westerners, come from Africa. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and they were pretty much um, dogged, but they become slaves and shit, right? But Ethiopia or Abyssinia, as it used to be called, never was colonized. never never got colonized. So they saw that as a the strength of a um, uh, a monarch like that, not being able to go, not getting colonized yeah. or not letting their people off for slavery. Yeah. They saw great strength in that and then worshipped them. Yeah, nice. Um. So, reggae, I would have thought that maybe sometimes it was a little bit slow paced for league, especially an upbeat Sunday football game. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'll try. I've tried classical music too. Um, but yeah, I just want. I did, I did watch the uh, Titans Tigers game with the sound off as well, but I'd met, I missed the crowd effects. And that's where I, I, know I might need to write a letter to um, Fox Sports. And just, oh, there's a few things I need them to sort out. Shit, um, the Tigers fell flat on their face and just threw their season out the window with a big um, steaming yeah. turd on the poor people of Leichhardt. You're, so this, I mentioned this to a, a bloke, Stu Rich, um, who does, who's one of the biggest Tigers fans I know, actually hosts uh, Key Factors, great racing show, make sure you tune in on Sky Racing. Um, and he, you know, I said to him, I said, mate, this is what I call acceptance time. This is when you realise your team is shit. And I know it happens to me about this round most years. Yeah. We have been, the whole last four months feels like a tease. They've kept you with a little bit of hope. And in the last two games, they've just got absolutely steamrolled. And, and now he should just accept. If you're a Tigers fan, you should be accepting you've got a shit team. You should be happy for what they provided you in the early rounds. Yeah. But now you've just got to take the reality. So looking back now, they were the rabbit, weren't they? They were the rabbit, yeah, they were. But it wasn't like a fast rabbit. It was like a boring, can't tackle their tackle their hearts out rabbit. Yeah, it was the old rabbit. They were five and one though, and they bit the storm yep. a couple of times. And no, they did. They bit them twice. They definitely bit them once. They yeah, they bit them, them twice. Twice, yeah. Um, the top eight's been decided. No, oh, no. no way that the tigers are doing anything. The Rabbits, oh, sorry, the Titans are on 14, and then the Raiders are on 14. The Raiders were up 16-0 and 22-12. And I am not, didn't really watch too much of this game, but the Raiders have got a Raider, aren't they? They, uh, they have a mental 
they have a mental block. Something happens to them when they get up. Like they're better off if you're a Raiders fan going into um, going into the uh, going into the halftime losing. Really, aren't you? They've got to get rid of Ricky. They just need a cleansing period there. They need something new. Like they listen to the same old voice. I remember Larry Bird said once that after three years, doesn't matter who you are, you need to listen to a new voice. And he's a big fan of just changing the coaches. Players not responding. Players, you know, they might like Ricky Stewart or the idea of Ricky Stewart. They just need something new in, the, in down in Canberra because they've got they've got enough talent to be probably in fifth or sixth place. I think they need a player coach almost. Well, because they're in that situation, they need someone who's close to the to the choke and yep, to be like in the choke with them. In the choke, Jared Croker. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Will he be a coach when he grows up? Well, I mean... Oh, Jared Croker. I don't know much about him. You've been one of his biggest detractors over the year. Early doors, he used to captain my most hated 13. And it was mainly because the way that he looked when he lined up a conversion was he looked like he was going to cry, and it just used to irritate me. And he was a turnstile. But last three years, he's turned it around, and, and I don't mind a bit of Croker now. I think he's, he's only a, 27, so he seems to be around for years. Well, as I said at the start, a nine debut. the start of the season, I think he's going to be the all-time um, greatest point scorer in the history of the NRL. He's going to play 340 games, 350 games. Yep. Wow. He's pretty durable too. Um, yeah. Ash Taylor, right, getting talked yep. up a bit as a brilliant player. You're a big fan of him. I'm not. He, for, for me, falls in... Now, did he get picked for State of Origin today? No, he didn't. They picked Daly Jerry Owens. Yep. Taylor falls for me in the class of Latrell Mitchell and a lot of other players before them. And another guy, Tui Lola here. They're all fat, overweight. Now, Mitchell is incredible, right? But the thing that pisses me off about Latrell Mitchell, as I exposed with his rig the other day, is think of how good he could be if he was in shape. Now, he's probably just... Right now, he's exceptional. But I will challenge him. How long he can keep this up for is how long he can keep his body in shape. If he continues to let his body like this, he'll be a two or three season flash in the pan kind of guy. If he can get his body in shape, he could be absolutely anything. Look at Ash Taylor. He's fucking overweight and unfit. He looks terrible. Now, he does some brilliant things. His kicking game is fucking awesome. His running game has got so much potential. But he is fat. I, so I, is Tui Lala here. He is, is he one of those guys that overweight. But he's always been fat. Even when he was a youngster, he's sort of he's one of those perpetually fat guys. Who? Um, Tui. Ash Taylor. Taylor. No, no, Ash Taylor. I think. I mean, I've never seen him skinny. I mean, lateral. The thing with lateral, if he keep like he's twenty years old, right, or twenty one. Uh, don't say. give me that shit, mate. Do not. Give no, me what that I'm saying is, if he doesn't bullshit. get his, if, no, but I'm not. What I'm saying if he doesn't get it himself in shape, he'll start getting really bad injuries when he's twenty four on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I like a guy that doesn't do a lot of weights, but he just needs to hit the road. Like these guys are professional athletes. At the, you know. Taylor got paid. Taylor yeah, got paid good money. And yeah. if I was Garth Brennan, I'd be going, mate, you look at yourself in the mirror. You are fucking disgrace. Get yourself sorted. Do you want to be a best do you want to be the best half in the game? He's got the raw talent to do so. I think that if he got himself sorted, the Titans, they could be a real dangerous side because they're recruiting some brilliant players. P- players want to play for Garth Brennan, eh? They love the guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean that four, as I said to you, that four packs top five in the comp at the moment. You, you were right on Jai Arrow, weren't you? I was. One of your big calls, one of your big calls of the year, Jai Arrow, and I didn't know anything about him other than he was a guy that occasionally played for Brisbane. But Brisbane, recruitment-wise, who's running for Brisbane because they've let Jai Arrow go, Jared Polonese go. They have also recruited Anthony Milford on a massive deal. They've recruited Jack Bird on a massive deal. They've let other sort of fringe players who were quite good for them last year go, who were probably on the cheap. Um, you know, Tao Tao Monga injured now, but he was actually playing pretty well last year. Yep. Um, Issa Issa is another one who's ended up playing rep football. 
Who's the recruiter up there? Like, did did they have one of those long-time Broncos guys? It doesn't seem like they know what the fuck's going on. The thing about the Broncos, it's one of those, you've got such a huge player base that you can't keep all of them. I think it's a little bit like New Zealand. You can't keep them. And then, but you have to admit, they've went for a Polynesian pack, haven't they? Yeah, I tell you what, of that Polynesian pack, a guy who I've been fond of for a while, and I think he's in the Queensland squad, Jaden Sewer. You seen it? Yeah. He's wow. a tall boy too. Wow. Taller than the average second rower. Yep. He is something special. Um, seen him a couple of times and um, a handful of times. And he hits hard. That Who that tackle he put on in the weekend? It was um, Blake Austin. Did you see that? Yeah. Very impressive. So You'll hear what, a bit from him. So is he going to be one of those players, though, that retires and falls apart, their life falls apart? Who? Jan Sewer. What do you mean? Well, you know that his mum forgot to put the E in his name. How do you spell it? J-A-Y-D-N. Oh, good, because I'm looking up on Wikipedia now. So, which suggests that he doesn't have a, a great family um, or something to fall back on at the end of his football career. And that's something that we need to, you know, we need to... We need to look out for like these heroes of us can be yesterday's heroes very quickly when they retire and they don't have anything to fall back on. I mean, I see. And Anna, before it. you go there, before you go there, I just want to remind you that Jaden Sue was born in Christchurch, the same as Jermaine Yasako, but moved to Australia at the age of two. So yeah, I'm yeah, okay with him um, yeah, representing the Kangaroos. Anyway, you've got you, you're talking about players going off a cliff. Yeah, so it's obviously Ryan I mean, Tandy I, Styles. When I retired from international football last year, I you know started having a bit of anxiety attacks and stuff. I couldn't I couldn't go into restaurants by myself. I had to sort of get my wife to go in and I just couldn't book a table. I couldn't go and say do you have a table spare. Yeah, I had to sort of let my wife go in, and I don't know whether it was from head knocks or whatever, but I just struggled with it. In fact, the best thing that ever happened to me was at Coles and Woolworths. Now you don't have to go and talk to someone. Um, but I've been seeing a counsellor, and he sort of said, "Look, mate, you need to start just interacting with like shop shop assistants." Uh-huh. So I've, today, when I was at Woolworths, I actually said, "Fuck," and I barred up, and I went in there and actually sort of put my head down and used a, a teller, uh-huh. um, whatever you call them, a, a, a checkout. Check, where are you going? Where are you going with this, mate? Well, I'm just saying it's very hard to adjust when you give the game up. Um, yeah, okay. So yep. I was thinking about uh, other players that we um, that have fallen apart and. I'll have to give a big shout out to Will Sinclair, aka Scando, <laughs> who has made or brought to my attention <laughs> Brett Dallas's Instagram. Clear the tarmac, Dallas. That 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 one, Brett Dallas. <laughs> that Brett Dallas yep. has absolutely lost it. Now, look, if you go and follow him, so just type in Brett Dallas Instagram. I think he's called like the Grassy Knoll. <laughs> His posts are absolutely the work of a deranged ice head. No banter. And you know how you could sort of get away with like a haircut like that and that sort of red hair when you're a 21-year-old, um, you know, fly, flash on the wing. But when you're 43 years old and you're driving like a, I don't know, a Ford Falcon in Ipswich, it's not a great look. And he's in a bad way. He needs some help. So that's one guy. The other guy you think about is Odell Manuel, uh, the former um, Warriors and Raiders um, uh, winger. Yep. Who actually ended up? Um, he, yeah, he said, "I just needed to do so. I need to do some competitiveness." Because and he got into powerlifting, and he's massive. Have you seen him? He's enormous. Yeah, he's enormous. And then, but then there's the other way around, which I reckon. Who's I thinking is the other way around? Sione Famuina. He really struggled when he was playing. But actually, was able to pull his life around when he actually gave. Um, Fuck! I'm looking at up. Brett Dallas now. The uh, underscore the grassy <laughs> knoll. Yeah, he quote. is off his head. What is he on? Um, uh, he actually does need. He actually needs. He's on the glass barbecue. Help. I think you can he's say that professional help. Yeah. Wow. And then the other guy you'd have to talk about, well, Craig Field's an, uh, an obvious one, but then the other guy I'd like to talk about is like Terry Hill. Ryan Tandy? Now, don't don't sleep on Ryan now, Tandy. Oh, jeez, he fell apart too. Actually, Mark Graham's son, everyone knows Mark Graham, like the North Sydney uh, legend. Hmm. His son actually made a film 
can't remember what it was called, yeah. called now, about a footballer that went off the rails and oh, got, I think he got addicted to pokies. I actually haven't seen it yet. I'm going to look it up and download it because that's, that's a, a very good story about our game. Any more about that? <laughs> Is that it? Uh, the only other person I could think of that might have went off the rails. Um, oh, well, then you got your Matt Sears and your Jason Smith, I guess. Oh, what? So Sears just got done for a big drug bust the other day, didn't he? Yep. Jesus. So I think, I mean, that's, I guess being a former league player, you're going to, if you go to a, like a nightclub or something, people will know you, so you can engage in that first conversation to sell them drugs quite early. So you have a... I guess a competitive advantage. Oh, you know, you know your audience, and you're going to the your Gold Coast of the world, or your your Western Sydney's, or yep. your Central Coast, and you're you can Matty Sears can can go a long Piggy way. Piggy Riddell, Piggy Riddell's kept it um kept it together. Okay, I mean his carcass isn't kept it together, Piggy but blocked, I mean he's, Piggy blocked me. On he hasn't Twitter. got caught for um. <laughs> did he? Yeah, I had a I had a massive go at him during a Mundine fight, and I said I just had a go at him because he was slagging off Mundine. I know he's right. I took his I took his corner. Um But the film I was talking about is called Broke, and Broke is a film which tells the tale of a former rugby league star who had it all and blew it due to gambling and alcohol vices, and that's produced by Luke Graham, who's the, the famous rugby league player Mark Graham's son. Yeah, it's a real cautionary tale, isn't it? Um You have posed the question as well. I mean, I saw a pretty good chunk of the game yesterday. The Cowboys v the Rabbitohs. It's a blood driven game. And I was watching Jonathan Thurston. And if you were to come in from a time machine and just, what, or you, just from, I flew a Russian guy over, right? And I said, watch a round of NRL and then rate the halves 1 to, what is it? 1 to 32. Yeah. Jonathan Thurston would be in the bottom five. He's fucking appalling. Right now, it yeah. hurts me to say that because he's one of the great. He's an immortal. He's one of the great players ever. He is so bad. He is so slow. He is so predictable. He does the same play over and over and over and over and over again. What about yeah, Billy Slater? Sad. Does he does he call it now before he becomes exposed, or do you think that Slater's got a little bit more juice in the tank? That seeing what he did and the injuries that he has probably overcome. Do you think he goes around again? And what does Thurston do? Does Thurston just... I mean, if Michael Morgan was there, still playing, I think Thurston could have just re- retired halfway through the season and it wouldn't have been a bad look. No one could have picked the cliff um, Thurston's went off. And that's why I think when you're getting to this age, the th- mid-30s, 35 now, Billy Slater is, it can all of a sudden you wake up and it's gone. So I was thinking if you're Bellamy, maybe you try and um, get some risk management going here by... Could you say offer him half the money and say, yeah, oh, no, not half. Let's go give him twenty percent off his salary. I don't know he might be on. Well, he wouldn't even be on a million, would he? Be on eight hundred grand. Mm. And so you say, we'll pay you six fifty k, and you only have to play fourteen games, and then Ooh. you can sort of use him as you want, and you sort of deal with him, and then you keep his body in check because you got Jerome Hughes there. He's well, not. He's going to help you. He's going to let you help you beat Gold Jerome Coast Hughes Titans and Eels. The thing is, but he's with, a guy in a in a storm. Yeah, system, and the storm of a storm is a team. Guy. The storm is a team that I think this this concept has potential merit of working because of the storm system. They have a system that is just it's invincible, isn't it? Time and time again, as long as Bellamy's there, he's resigned. I could see, I, mean, they, yeah. I could see that contract working where you say, right, we're going to prorate your contract, kind of like what the IPL do, and say, yep. right, a million dollars a season. That's for twenty four games, Billy. But you're going to pay 16, and I'm going to prorate it to 650k or whatever it end up being. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. mind that on principle, but I think it would rely on having a really young superstar up and coming. So let's just say he's like a Cameron Munster, about three years ago, and you go right, Cameron Munster. You're not quite ready to first grade, but we're going to pencil in these games at the start of the season. Look at we're going to make sure you play both Eels games. We're going to make sure you play the Titans. And we're going to make sure you play the Tigers at home because we think you can win them there. And, and, and carefully pick those out as games that you rest Billy. And you do the same with Cambridge Smith next year. So they've got Brandon Smith, who's going to be an international hooker for New Zealand. They can yeah. actually really start managing his minutes like what the San Antonio Spurs do in the NBA, who basically are 
for anyone who's unfamiliar, they're the Melbourne Storm of the NBA. They're just year in, year out, 50-win team every single year. They've got a system in place, and they do it, and they do it every single year. And they do it recently by managing the minutes of their older veterans. So, mate, I like that a lot. And I could see it working with the Storm. Yeah, I mean, the the other question is, do if you're playing every second week, does that stuff with your... Combination. Your team environment. But I mean, they're doing, it's basically happening now, right? Billy Slater's playing 50% of the game. So, well, it's it's probably more along the lines of, you know, every four games or every, you know, couple of games every six weeks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you and selective. Like, you want them playing against Brisbane at Suncorp, but not necessarily Gold Coast at Buddy Moree. Well, even if you think you can, put them as, as the last guy in the interchange bench and just take Billy off at half time. Yeah, agreed. So, that, I mean, it's, it, well, uh, should we write a letter to Craig Bellamy? I don't know. I think we should, yeah, I think we should explore that idea a bit more. Um, right, as we always do, looking ahead um, to this week. Thursday it's night. It's difficult because we don't have teamless Tuesday, but I guess we can have Thursday a bit of a night, guess. Storm host the Dragons. So just that's, remember, that's a, that's there's the no origin players. Oh, fuck, it is too. But that makes it more interesting for me. It's that there is going to be a really fucking good game. You'd have to say Cameron Smith just beats the Dragons, doesn't he? Yep, yep, yep. But St. George's forward pack, they're not going to, what is their forward pack going to be of? You no know, Sims, like, no Will Matthews, no... No Vaughan. DeBella, no, no Vaughan. They're going to have, like, Jake Marketo come back from, like, uh, Illawarra First Division. Will Matthews, Jake Marketo, um, uh, Bronson Harrison, I think, is coming back. <laughs> Maybe Neville Costigan out of retirement from Costigan, the Torres Strait. Um, Jeremy Smith's going to roll up the sleeves. And Dean Young. So, they're an old team, the Dragons, but let's... And Storm lose Glazeby. And another great example of why you need to buy Kiwi players... Is their forward back going to have Nas, Jesse, and Kenny? Yeah. Oh, no, Jesse back here. And Finucane, who just can't break into the um, New South Wales team. So just a good club player. This scares me. And then but... I just want to go back to the, why couldn't the Eels beat the Dragons last week? That is just <sighs> They're just, they're spineless. just horrible, spineless jellyfish, aren't they? I, I mean, I feel for you Eels That's fans. That's Eels, basically. Jelly Eels. Because I hate your club. Um. Friday, the pub, fucking pub, the pub game curse. You know my a uh, pub game. A pub mate, game. Um, he's just got his brother into the show and he's just moved down from Queensland and he's been getting into the show. He's been loving it. He particularly liked you um, saying that you're indigenous the other day. Um, not sure if it was a slip of the what, tongue or not. So he talked talk about, about being that. a hunter-gatherer. And he said, he texted um, mate through the other day saying, shit. Those boys must be pissed off about the pub game. That's just gone horribly wrong for them after the after really? the Sharks game. So he's already taken on the pub game mantra. I know that you've talked to a few people that call it the pub game. Warriors, another pub game. But this but it's isn't a seven fifty five, so it's not a pub yeah, this game. This isn't is a pub game. No. Yeah, no, so it's a pub game. We'll be at um, that game. Yes. We'll be at that game. So we've got to win this. Have you booked oh, your flights? Warriors have to win this. Yeah, I've booked my flights, but I haven't organised anything else. Friday you, not morning. You, you want to family? drive, don't you? What's that? Have you informed your family that you won't be in yeah, town they, on Friday? I know I'm not here Friday night, Saturday night. Um, so I arrive Friday morning and then I will probably get some Thai ribs down by your place. Mm-hmm. And are you going to drive or going to train? I'd rather train. I might drive. Mm, okay, it's a long way. Because I was well, going to stay. I'll drive, and then there's a few people who can sit in the bank having you know a carton full of rishes on the way down. Up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I just right. want to. Yeah, I want to do some tourist stuff on the Saturday morning out there. When you're driving out west, do you say I'm driving up or down? Up. Or do you say I'm going across or over? I'm going over. You're, going, to up, west. you're going up west to the foot out of the west, blue east, don't you? Um, Bulldogs. So from now on, I'm not going to mention games that I just I don't want to even talk about the Bulldogs Raiders. And then, oh shit, it's a horrible week of football. That's not oh, a bad game on Sunday. That's an informed Titans team. Titans against the, the Broncos. Originless Broncos. Oh, actually, Titans forward backs are going to be shit too. No Arrow, no Wallace. 
Yuck. Versus no... And no James. No James. He's 18th man. He'll play. They'll release him, though, won't they? No, they won't. (laughs) That is going to be an absolute worst round of football you've ever seen. Yep. Belmore struggled to break 3,500. Yeah, I mean, there's probably... You could put a nice little multi on here. Storm, you'd hope the Warriors get up. Raiders and Broncos. Well, I mean, the Panthers are going to be out without their first choice halves. Reagan Campbell, Gillard, Tice, Roan, Peachy. Yeah. Is anyone else they lose? They should have lost it's... James Tamo. Did you see what James Tamo did to Dylan Walker's oh, face? No. He, ne- he dropped a what knee on him. I thought you said he was getting Botox. What? Jeez, he's never going to play root football again. I love Dylan Walker, and I'll take it to the grave. When he's in form, he is an exceptional player. Oh, I hate like facing him. him. Look, you don't often get a Pitcairn Island leaguey, so you've no. got to embrace them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in his corner, and I always will be. Um, all right, mate. Also, we'll be going to a game. We'll maybe have to do a few interviews out in Penrith Stadium, then we'll, we'll see yeah, if there's people out there. Um, oh, at Drunk Hill. Are we going to sit on Drunk Hill? Yeah. I'm, I've actually got a little marquee with a legal counsel sign that I might set up out oh, there yeah. just give out a few... Um, just a few yeah, information booklets. Any any of our um, listeners out of the Golden West that want to have a meet and greet, um, we're happy to <laughs> sign your podcast listening devices, whether it's your phone or your PC or your iPod. I um, have applied to the Penrith um, District Rugby League Association for a media pass for us to, so that we <laughs> might be able to get into the media area. But I, I'm waiting to hear back. They said they get back to me, so we'll see. We'll see how we go. But. Um, Looking forward to it. That's a big game. It's my first time out west um, at the Penrith Stadium. Is it Penrith Park or Penrith Stadium? Penrith Stadium, I think. See, hopefully see Gussie out there. Panthers Stadium, it's called. Yep. Right. Or Pepper. Pepper Stadium. Well, they might change the name. Um, until then, mate, we got, got to love league. league. Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL Me legal counsel Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL my legal counsel Hits of the week and scandals on Monday A story from Jack about a urinal My legal counsel